Howdy, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that there is a great way for you to support the podcast and keep it going, and that's by joining the Fat Guy Forum Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash gourmetgoesketo. I use all the funds from the Patreon to go for the subscriptions and equipment that are used on the podcast, and if you join now, you will have the opportunity to be a part of helping decide the direction of the podcast as we dive into some new topics and try out a few new things. So I look forward to having you on board. Sign up today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to have you back. Once again, I say that all the time, but I always do mean it. Today I have a guest who, honestly, I've never really talked to that much before. I, I, I came across his account on Instagram and saw some of that fire he's putting out there and decided that we should we should jump on and talk about it. So I won't spoil too much about his journey. I'm going to let him tell you that story. But his name is Joe Mullins. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm glad we're, we're getting to talk. It's it's always fun to, to meet a new person and hear about what they're going through and, you know, gleam some knowledge for the listeners. So we will we will get right to it, man. Let's dive into it. Tell us, Joe. What qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Uh, well, I think it all started uh, just growing up when I was a kid. Um, I was always the bigger kid in every class, you know, uh, through sports, through school. I was always the big kid. I was always the big friend. I was always the big guy. Uh, that only I went through college. Uh, I got into weightlifting years ago when I got out of college, and then I wound up getting married. Um, went through a really bad separation, was really depressed, had gained a lot of weight in my marriage. And when that ended, I felt like that I needed to make a change. I uh, started really throwing myself into uh, my weight loss. Nice. So take us into it a little bit. Tell us where where did things get to for you with your weight, man? Like what, what was your relationship with food like and how heavy did you get? Like take us into those details. Man... I mean, I got heavy. Uh, food, I, food has always been like a comfort thing, you know, uh, stressy. Um, and but it was always a comfort thing. You get, you know, you get down on yourself. I want to eat. I want to eat shit that just wasn't good for me at all. Um, when I weighed myself, when I started this weight loss, I weighed at five twenty four. Um, now, who's to say that I was? I was probably bigger than that at some point in my marriage. That was more on the down down end of coming out of my marriage. So I figure I was probably pushing 550 at some point. And, you know, having been that big myself, I know the impact it can have on your life. What was life like for you when, when you were that big, man? Oh, man, it's just you hurt every day when you got out of bed. You didn't want to get up. Like, your energy had no energy. I just, every day I got out of bed, my knees hurt, my back hurt. I didn't want to do anything. I had no energy and no drive to do anything. Um, you know, you can't go into a restaurant and sit in a booth like you want to. You can't do certain things. You don't have the energy or the want to do any of those things. And did you ever, did you try to make change? Had you been a chronic dieter? Or what was that like for you? I mean, I had tried here and there um, with, with my wife at the time uh, to diet or things like that. But it just... You know, she wasn't much of a motivational person to do that because she didn't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have any interest in it. So, like, it made things hard to continue it by, you know, by yourself whenever, you know, she's sitting there eating all the wrong things and drinking all the wrong things and doing all the wrong things as well. 
And had you tried when you like was was weight something? Because I think we all have a different experience growing up big. Like, was your weight something you were conscious of when you were growing up, or had you just kind of fallen into that role of being the big guy? I just kind—I of, I think I just kind of fell in, fell into that role of you know being the funny big guy, trying to hide behind my you know just making people laugh. And you know, if I could make them laugh, they wouldn't go laugh at me for being big. It was kind of my thing growing up. Oh, for sure. I, I think that's something a lot of a lot of people listening can probably relate to. So you you find yourself in this place, like you said, a big life change happening. Uh, you separated from your wife and decided, you know, what what then was the was there like a defining moment for you? where You're like, OK, now I need to get this in focus. Like I need to start doing some work here. Or was it more you were just waiting for that kind of life change to happen to kind of kick it into gear? Uh, it got to the point to like when when things were like completely done with her, I just said to myself, I said, I can't live like this no more. You know, I've got to seriously make a change. I got rid of everything in my house that was bad. Like any food that was, it all went out of my house. Like I went hardcore just right into it. And take us into that, man. Like what, what did you do like to get, like how did you get started? Were you kind of aware of what you, you were doing or was it more like, I know the foods that I shouldn't have around. Let's get rid of them and start there. Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, I, I didn't really have a diet set. I still don't really have a diet set 100% myself. I I got rid of everything in my house that was bad for me. I knew that I couldn't have. Like, I got rid of, I quit, well, I quit drinking regular soda. That was a big thing. It just, I got rid of regular soda, the bread, pasta, um, canned food, box food, processed food. Just got rid of every bit of it. And then... It went in from that to I started walking every day with my dogs. And then it went into small exercises at the house because it all started right uh, when uh, when this pandemic happened. So there was no gyms open whenever I started. So everything had to be done at home. All right. Yeah. Um, so gyms are not open. Um, I have to start doing everything at the house by myself. Didn't know really where to start, so I uh, started with like a walk, walking my dogs a lot. Um, I got up to, started walking half a mile. I started, got up to about four, five, six miles a day, um, just walking them. And then I got into DDP yoga for a little while. Uh, it seemed to do wonders as well. And then the gyms opened back up, and I started going to the gym. Well, let's talk about when you got started walking, because I think that's something important for people to realize. Like, I don't think they realize how much of a change that makes, but also how challenging that can be to start. What was it like for that, you know, if you remember those first walks you went on? Oh, uh, man. You know, being a big guy, you don't you don't like to walk anyway, you know. And, and it's, it's horrible, but I pushed myself through it every day. Um, I try to go farther. Every single day that I did it, I would go a little farther, go farther the next day. So, I mean, I had to build myself up because the first time, I think it was about a half a mile was it um but that half a mile pushed me okay i went half a mile i know i can go farther than that tomorrow so and, and it just it was a slow build up and then i got up to five or six miles a day so um but those first first walks were those first walks you know were it shows you actually how bad a shape that i was in because you know you walk half a mile and you're, you're winded and your knees hurt and your back hurts and you're sweating like crazy and uh, and, and you just realize how bad a shape you are and how much more you actually need to change yourself. Oh, for sure. It's like that simple act gets, gives so much information in terms of like a, 
a status report on how you're doing. And I remember some of those first walks I went on when I got started. And, you know, even when I get to the halfway point, realizing that I had to walk home and, you know, you're, you're, you're dreading that as much as you are getting started. Oh yeah. You get about halfway there and you're like, Oh damn, I still got so much for it. I got to go back home now. Like, and then I have a, I have a, you know, a 90 pound pit bull pulling you too. So, I mean, you have to, you have to walk. And that was another big thing for me is I took my dogs cause I know that like I had to keep pulling with them, you know? And so things evolve for you. Like you said, you went DDP yoga, I think is something a lot of people have, have gotten into, you know, when you used to some great success and then, you got back to the gym and you talked about you had had this, you'd gotten into weightlifting before. So was getting back into the gym, something that was pretty easy for you or was it still a little bit intimidating to go back? I mean, I guess it's always intimidating when you, when you first start going back in there, you don't know how, how you're going to be and how everything's going to work for you when you go in and you're kind of nervous and, you know, being the big guy, you kind of don't want to be the one going into the gym and people looking at you and, and all this but you know it was after the first five minutes i felt just at home in there again uh like i used to and how much well, take I us, enjoyed it. yeah take us into like a little bit of, of the kind of the details of where were you at weight wise when you finally were able to get back to the gym had you been seeing good progress had things not been going great like what, what was that like for you I, I think i'd lost about 10 pounds or so before i went started going actually back into the gym um, I think I, I was down to from five twenty five, five twenty six to like I think it was about five fifteen, five sixteen, somewhere to that range when I first went in. And then once I actually was actually able to get in there and work out, that that's when the weight really just started coming off. And how has that progressed for you? Like, bring people up to speed because you're one of the things, the reasons I wanted to talk to you was because you're still kind of in the thick of it with your journey, like, but you, you've passed a mile. Oh, yeah. so I'm only a year in. in. Yeah, so you're a year oh, yeah. in. Where, um, where are you at a year in? A year in, I'm at 384. I was 384 and a half pounds this, this morning when I weighed in. Which, and, um, I, so I, I understand what it's like year. to see the, see the five go away and then you get to see the four go away. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm looking for the three to go in next. Understood. So I didn't that's mean to cut the, you off. What were you gonna say? Milestone. Oh yeah. Um, that's the biggest milestone. A year ago, um, it's it's crazy to look at the differences from last mm-hmm. year to this year. No, it um, definitely is. I remember. Oh, sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I I jump ahead sometimes um, too much. I, I just I, I still remember the like the first week in the gym. Um, after they open back up and, and from to remember where I used to be at when I was weightlifting years ago. And then I go in and I lay on a bench press and I'm struggling to push 185 pounds on the bench. And it just really, I really right then really understood exactly how bad a shape that I was in. And so what, what was your approach to going back to the gym? Like in terms of the workout that you did, like, what was that like? Uh, you know, I, I wanted to start in and go in, you know, low weight, uh, high reps, just kind of try to lose, burn the fat off more than to gain muscle. And that's kind of I've shifted a little bit since I started. You know, I do do heavy weight, heavier weights now um, just to kind of judge where I'm at. And uh, but my approach was going in is I want to do a lot of high weight, uh, 
you know, low weight, high reps. Um, cause I, I do know that, you know, I do, I do know the exercises I did them, you know, years ago. Um, even when I was in, you know, college and wrestling and football things growing up, you know, I, I went to the gym all the time growing up. It's just, I was still a big guy. I wasn't dieting or eating right, but I knew what to do when I got in the gym. And so now you're, you're in the, the high three hundreds, you know, you're three, I, I, I never want to take a pound away from someone. So I, I always try to be as accurate as possible. Cause we know that that counts. So you're 384 now. 384. How has how has your eating evolved over this past year? I tell you, like when I say you can't eat, I don't eat nowhere near anything what I used to. Um, I stick right about 2,000 calories, 2,200 calories a day, um, just because I do lift, you know, quite heavy stuff sometimes. I, one, I don't really want to change that, uh, but yeah, my my eating, I, I don't, I cut out like all, like I said, I don't hardly eat any of the pastas. Maybe on the cheat day, uh, breads are gone. Uh, just uh, strictly like meat, vegetables, cheese, dairy, just kind of anything on the outside edge of the grocery store, really. Um, volume wise, you can't eat nowhere near anything. <laughs> And water. Water has been the big thing, though, is intaking. I try to drink at least a gallon of water a day. Nice. And what was, take us, what was your eating like when you were at your heaviest? Uh, you know, I, I would literally eat, gorge myself. Like, I mean, you would just eat to be eating. It, there was no purpose in it. You, it was just eat, eat, eat until you felt full, I guess. Um, you know, more, way more than I ever should have been eating. But at the point, at the time, I was depressed and, and I was in a bad marriage and I just didn't care. And so what what's the the mental side of it like now with the way you're eating versus the way you're eating? Like, I don't know if that that doesn't necessarily make sense, but kind of get you're, you when you're that big and you're eating that much, you get used to that. Like that becomes your norm. And so now to make those changes, like do you find that you're – you have any kind of like the emotional struggles with food? Like, what is that like for you now? Uh, um, I, I don't really feel the emotional connection with it like I used to. Like, I always thought that food was my comfort, um, you know, always growing up. But, like, I don't miss it as much as I thought that I would, I guess, is the way to say it. Uh, I don't really have it. Like, sometimes, you know, you do get cravings for things. But I just, I really, you know, it's not something that I'm addicted to anymore. If I feel stressed, I, I, I go to, I go to the gym if I feel stressed. Or I go take a walk if I, if I get that way because I used to like to stress eat too. So, like, now I just replace it with something that could be healthy or beneficial. Yeah, that was going to be the question that I asked because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, when they – especially when they use food as, as an emotional release or a stress release or a crutch or whatever, however they want to define it. Finding something to take that place can really be a struggle for some people, and it sounds like – you've put some things in place that, are, that help you process those, those feelings in other ways. Oh yeah. 100%. Uh, if I feel stressed, first thing I want to do, I don't care if it's 11 o'clock, nine, 12 o'clock at night. If I feel stressed, I'll, I'll go to the gym. I'll go do something. I'll go walk on a treadmill, get on a bike. I'll go do anything just to uh, relieve that stress. That's awesome, man. And one of the things that, that stood out to me just was, you know, like I, I said at the top of the show, you know, some of that, that fire that I see in your posts and some passion for what you're doing. Where do you think, where does that come from for you and how do you keep that going? 
You know, I think it all starts just like I, I have a nine-year-old son, um, and I I want to be able to live long enough to be able to watch him graduate high school. I want to be able to live long enough to whenever he has kids, you know, I can be able to see my grandkids. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to be able to live longer than forty years old. I, I was I was afraid of dying. I mean, I was on the path to being. 30, when I started at 32 years old, you know, I was, I was definitely on a path to, to losing my life. And, um, that's kind of where the, my Instagram name came from. Right. Why, why don't we tell people while we're talking about it, what is your Insta- Instagram handle, man? Uh, it is, uh, saving my own life underscore. Um, so I take that as saving my own life. I had, I had to do something before I died. Which, you know, sometimes people take as hyperbole. But, you know, I, I can sit here and say, you know, having having sat in 500-pound shoes before myself, that it, it's it's not an exaggeration. It's not a joke. You know, it, that really is something that comes into your mind. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I've thought of, you know, what if I have a heart attack? What if I just go to bed and not wake up or, or you know, anything like that? What if I'm just sitting out somewhere in traffic and I have a heart attack? And had you run into any health challenges? Like, did, had you had anything diagnosed or anything at that point in your life? Surpri- surprisingly, I've never really had any heart issues or blood pressure issues. Um, I've never really had the high blood high blood sugar issues either, uh, which was, um, you know, they say I was borderline, but I've never really had any high blood blood sugar or any anything like that. Which is, you know, it's relatively it's, healthy. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things. And it, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, that if you had kept going that way for another five years, 10 years, you were going to see something develop, you know, like it's, it's, oh, you, yeah. People try to say, you know, you can, you can be 500 pounds and, and have perfect test results and be healthy. And it's like, you can, but it, you're not going to be that way for long. Yeah. Yeah. How long is that actually going to last? I, I I was really surprised because you know I went to the doctor and you know heart rate was good, uh, no heart problems, no high blood pressure, no sh- blood sugar issues, nothing, which actually surprised me very much. <laughs> and so what? There, there's some I want to kind of dive deeper into motivation in a bit, but I I do kind of now since we're talking about kind of your story and how things are, what is life like for you now, man? Um, I'm enjoying it, man. I, I, I look forward every day when I wake up, I look forward to the most is actually going to the gym. That is what I look forward to every day. I'm addicted to it. Uh, I like going in. I like seeing what I'm doing from week to week. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, being able to get it back into the gym and lift heavy again and, and it feel good and feel strong and, uh, just feel like I'm doing what I should be doing. And do you have, are there, there, I know sometimes people set kind of long-term goals and you made reference to wanting to see the 300 become the 200, but do you, have, are there any kind of short-term or long-term goals that you have in focus that you're working on? Um, I really, by the end of this year, I would like to start doing like uh, local strongman competition things, um, around the state. Um, that's, that's really the goal right now. Not really so much on the weight loss side of it, um. But I do want to just go and just test myself. So, like, I look a lot. Um, I look up to a lot of these. A lot of these strong men that I'm. I look up to a lot. Uh, Brian Shaw, uh, Robert Oberst, Eddie Hall. 
Um, love those guys. Love love what they do, and they're very motivational people. Um, another person that I look up to a lot is the. I actually have a personal trainer, uh, Steve Shaw, and um, he is on my ass every day. He's another reason that it's helped me out a lot. <laughs> and Steve's got a pretty big presence. You know, I I know that name, and I, I've seen uh, a lot of does. his work. Yeah. So he, is he? Is it Ben the Barman? Is his handle? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. And so what is it like to have, like, what is it like not just to be kind of doing this on your own, but to have someone there kicking your butt as, as you're kind of progressing forward? Like, talk about what that kind of coaching does for you. I mean, it, it makes you be accountable for everything that you do. I mean, you know, I have to report my weight to him and, like, basically my food intake and what I'm doing that week and what I'm doing every day and what my plan is for the day. And it just kind of helps keep you motivated and keeping you focused on what you got to do. And what, what brought you to him? Like how, how did you kind of like discover that that was something you wanted to pursue? Um, actually like, uh, Steven seen, seen my Instagram and he reached out to me Nice. Um, that he wanted to help me out. That's awesome. And, um, that I guess, I mean, he was, he's seen, you know, uh, basically my intro video on, on my Instagram and what I was doing. He wanted to be able to help me out. That has to feel good. You know, when someone, when you, when someone recognizes, you know, what you're doing and that energy that you're putting out there. Oh yeah. Uh, Steve, I, I owe a lot to Steve. That's awesome, man. And so what, you know, you talked about having your son is, as motivation. Like, what do you think are the things that are going to keep you, the habits that you're building, the routines you're building that are going to keep you from going back to where you were before? Um, there, there is no going back from what I was before. Um, I just got to keep pushing every day. I, you know, uh, a friend of mine talks about be the shark. Um, always got to move forward because if you move backwards, you're going to die. Uh, so I, I pretty much every day, my goal is to do something, do more than I did yesterday, do something more every day. There is no going back because I cannot live that life anymore. I, I literally have a tattoo on my forearm now. This is 524 never again, which was my starting weight when I weighed in last year. No, that, that, that's a great physical reminder you know i talk to people a lot about that you know especially when i'm working with people you know in, in coaching them you know about finding ways to not just have it be this internal dialogue that you're having with yourself but find ways to manifest these things in front so it's in front of your face oh yeah it, it, it was definitely an important tattoo to me to get to where i look at my arm every day and i see that and it's just a reminder right there every single day in front of my face saying hey do this do something and what's, you know, with this drive to keep moving forward, like, Joe, what, what would you say to, to someone out there listening that's in that place, you know, that's 500 pounds, feeling like that immovable object, doesn't even want to think about getting up for a walk? Like, what do you think is the, what is the, what are the words of advice that you would give to that person who's sitting there saying they should do something, but they're not doing it? If you don't do this, you eventually will kill yourself. You are you're going to die. You have to do it. There's no, I want to do it. You have to do it. You have to make yourself do it. It's, if you don't, you will die. 
No, I think that's, and it's that's a, that's something that I think some people need to hear. Like realizing that, you know, and time's going to pass anyway. You know, whether you're moving yourself forward closer to death or you're you're actually putting life back into the days that you have, like it's going to happen anyway. You know, so take those opportunities. You know, find that way to move yourself. So what's coming up next for you, man? Like, what's on the horizon in terms of, like, the work that you're doing? Um, uh, actually, starting tomorrow, um, my new adventure is I'm going to start into some uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu training uh, nice. here in town. I'm going to go to a local MMA gym, and I'm going to start incorporating that every day. Um, I really start. I started incorporating uh, going back and doing boxing uh, for my cardio days now. Um, I, I always just try to do something more and push myself more and push myself more. And again, hopefully getting into like the local state strongman competitions, just, just, that's a big thing for me. That's something I want to strive for. For you, I, I, I've had a couple guys on the show that have really gotten into jujitsu and are, it's a big part of their lives. Like what, what attracts you to that as an experience? Um, well, for you know, wrestling, um, I wrestled all the way up to college. Um, I, I've always loved the sport of MMA. Um, I have some really close friends that have their own gyms um, that have been doing jujitsu for years upon years, um, title winners. Um, and it's just, I think that it's going to be something that I'm going to want to be addicted to as well. Cause I love, you know, I love sports. I love wrestling. I loved everything of that. And it's just another way to keep myself in shape. Um, and that way I actually have more people there to support, you know, and, uh, it's, I've always just been attracted to the sport. You know, I've always liked physical sports and I think it'll be good for me. Yeah. And, and I think it sounds like accountability is a big part of the work you've been doing this past year. Oh, yeah. Um, if you ain't accountable for yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. So thinking that, you know, back back to where you were a year ago, man, and where you are now, what do you think are, are the big what are the big things that you've learned about yourself? Uh, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was that um, mentally just um, I look back and now I look back. And I look at the person that I was and I'm just nowhere near the same person that I was. I'm just not a broke down, felt like I was weak, felt like I had no power, um, just a broken man to who I am now. Um, definitely found out I'm a lot stronger than I ever thought I was. No, there, there, um, there's power to that realization. Because we, we often are, we're um, the people that tell ourselves we can't. You know, we're the ones that spend the most time telling ourselves that we can't do something. Yeah, and, and you, you know, and, and you're in bad relationships and, you know, name calling. And, you know, when you've been bullied, your, you know, most of your life, even being the big guy, you always got bullied for it. You know, you just got to change that mentality. And once that flip, that switch flips, it's, it's a whole nother world. Well, it sounds like that's something that you you've certainly been able to accomplish over the past year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I work every day. I'm still a work in progress. Which is important because I think, you know, it's not about even chasing a finish line. Like, it's about that continuing to move. Like, there, there can't be an end point. 
because it's I think sometimes when we set up those endpoints for ourselves that we get in trouble, you know, because like then it's like whenever you feel like you've done enough is when you realize you should be doing more. Uh, yeah, that's why I've, everybody that's I think that's the biggest question. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what that number is. I, I don't know what my endpoint's going to be. I don't know where it's going to go. So I can't, I can't ever ask that and answer that question to anybody, but I've asked, I've been asked that question a lot. And do you think um, it's cause it's more about what you want your life, you know, how you, what you want your life to be like and how you want to be able to physically move through it is, is what you think about more. I think so. I think it's where I'm going to be happy to be able to maintain the weight where I want to be at. And, and I'm not sure where that weight, where the, where it's going to be. Um, cause I know, at some point in time, you know, I'm going to have to have some kind of skin. I've already seen running into like loose skin issues and and things like that. So I want to be able to lose down to where I feel comfortable before I do get any kind of, you know, skin removal or anything like that. No, I definitely think that makes sense. Well, man, what we've talked a lot about what you've, what you've been doing and what you've been through. What, what in your, your journey haven't we covered yet that you've, you feel might be helpful for people to hear about? You know, folk, I swear 90 of it, 90% of it is your diet more than it is even going to the gym. You can go to the gym all day long, but as long as you're home eating crap, it don't matter. You can go work out all day long, but if you're coming home and just putting bad stuff into your body, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing is just to focus on your focus on dieting more than it is even the working out. Um, and that's that's been my biggest thing for me was to just try to figure out without any help was trying to figure out my diet but now I'm, i think that's the biggest thing is i try to eat um a couple small meals a day and i definitely try to hit under 2000 calories as much as i can um i think that's been the hardest thing to do is try to figure all that out as well but it's good work to do you know it's and it, what it sounds like to me which i think is really important is too often people want something handed to them of like, okay, here's the plan, just follow this and do it. And I think there's something that comes through stronger when you're able to kind of find your way through it and find out what works best and what actually fuels your body properly and how you feel good. And, you know, when you see yourself making those choices, you know, it almost empowers you to do more. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 been like everything you got to figure out, you know, from going in and finding apps and things to calculate calories of how much you're eating because we're like you look at it you're just like oh well i don't you know i don't i'm not eating that much but like you eat a burger or fries you don't think it's that much and then you look what what made me realize is like a bag of chips say a bag of doritos is two thousand calories well so all oh, you can't eat potatoes but like it would take like 18 full-size potatoes to eat, equal that many calories so you you think you eat a little bag of chips you don't you hit your whole daily intake in just a little bag of chips when I could go and eat a big thing of, you know, broccoli and, and, and everything else and be way much fuller and still only in a couple hundred calories, not thousands of calories. And there's something to be said about the work that's involved with create, you know, creating your food, you know, having that food, you know, going from a bag of, of prepared potato chips to actual potatoes. Those that's two different things for sure. Because it's that idea that, like, when food is... Pro like, I, I often look at it as, like, our access to food now. Like, you can walk into a gas station or a convenience store, and there's 25 kinds of cookies and 75 kinds of candy bars and all these different things. But 
if you were to have to actually make cookies for yourself every time you wanted cookies, it would be a completely different experience. Like, it would not be worth that effort every time. Like, you know, there's probably someone out there who's going to be like, I make myself cookies every day, and that's how I gain my weight. But <laughs> I, it's that idea, like you were saying, like, you know, a bag of Doritos or a bag of potato chips versus a bag of actual potatoes. You know, there's a difference between food, you know, kind of being processed and prepared for you and you actually kind of processing and preparing it for yourself. Like, it's good to, you know, see how things add up. And it's not necessarily that one thing is good or bad. It's just the form you're taking it in and the volume. And cause you know, like that, that 2000 calories of Doritos you were talking about, it's easy to crush that. Like, and I don't just mean oh, physically yeah. crush the bag. I mean, physically get that bag inside yourself without almost thinking about it. Like it's one of those things that can be mindless, but if you were sitting in front of a giant platter of 2000 calories, you know, 2000 calories of potatoes, you'd get, a third of the way in and be like, I don't know if I can touch another potato for a week. Like uh, I'm, yeah, I'm all potatoed out <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it, healthier food. I mean, you can intake so much more of it and, and, and be so under your calories and be full and not have to, you know, gorge yourself to be full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about finding those. And like I said, again, it goes back to finding the way of eating that works for you. You know, everyone, Everyone out there can be different and can work with different tools. And some people follow certain plans and some people don't. And But it's it's never about saying, I need to do what the person next to me is doing. It's about, I need to do what works best for me. Exactly. You got you always got to figure it out for yourself. Um, some things that work for, like you said, work, work for one person, it might not work for the next person. So, Joe, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of come on the show. Let us know where you're at. You know, you've done some amazing work this past year, and I just wanted to give, you know, give some recognition to the fact that, you know, you've, you've done some really hard work, and you've got more ahead of you, but I have no doubts that you're just going to keep grinding away at it. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it, it ain't going to stop. It's, that number is just going to keep going down. <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. And so let's remind everyone before we get to – I have some wrap-up questions that I ask every guest. We'll get to those for you. But first, let's remind everyone where they can find you if they want to connect. Um, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it is saving my own life underscore. And I will certainly put a link that would to be the best place to link with me. Yeah. And I'll put a link to that profile in the show notes today, of course. And Joe, I run every guest through five questions. I call the fat guy five at the end of the episode. Are you ready for your run through? <laughs> Let's get it. Okay. So question number one, Joe, tell us living or dead. Who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, Chris Farley. Nice. He is by far mm-hmm. Chris Farley. He's 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 an answer I get a lot, and for good reasons. Like he's 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 a good one, man. Between him and Ralphie, between him and Ralphie, man. Oh yeah. Here we go. Question number two, man. Tell us what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? Um. <laughs> one lesson that being a fat guy has taught me. Um. It's definitely treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, being bullied so much growing up, being a fat guy, man, I don't ever, I can't stand to see somebody get bullied. So that's definitely a lesson that's taught me. I like it. Question number three, Joe, if there's someone out there listening who's ready to go, ready to get their journey started, you know, sitting out there, 400, 500 pounds, what's one thing you suggest that they can do today to start moving forward? Go for a walk. Simple. Down to the end of your block and back. You just, just, just get up, 
one into your house and the other just go for a walk. Nice. Question number four, Joe, tell us what is something about yourself that you love? Um, I love my drive. Uh, I definitely have more drive than I ever thought I would. And, um, keeps me going every day for sure. And the last question of the day, Joe, you talked about some of the goals you have that are kind of health and fitness related, you know, getting into the, the jujitsu gym, getting into the strongman competitions, keeping your weight loss going. What's one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Oh, that's a good one. Um, hopefully at some point in time I can get a promotion at work. That is, uh, that's the big one for me. I hope that I can uh, actually be able to move up in the uh, postal service. Nice. Well, with the drive that you, you're already showing, man, I, I have no doubt you're going to make all of these things happen uh, in the next year and beyond. So just keep keep that going, man. It's, it sounds like you're doing some awesome, awesome work. Always, man. Always. Appreciate you having me on here today. Definitely. Thank you for coming on. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. Connect with Joe. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto, on Twitter at GourmetGoesKeto. You can find more about my coaching at theketoroad.com slash coach-mike. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to be a Patreon for the show and you want to support to keep the Fat Guy Forum going, check out patreon.com slash gourmetgoesketo. And then, remember, go out there, do something to amaze yourselves today, my friends, because you are the most amazing people I know. And then catch us again in the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.